Hello and how are you? This is Alice. It is another day and um, I am talking with you from Total Health Academy where we talk about all things total health. So today we're going to tackle another disease and today we're actually going to talk about mental illness or a mental disorder. Today we're going to talk about schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, when I was in college uh, doing my nursing degree, the first one, I remember my professor saying, at that time people were worried about getting cancer. I know people are still worried even today about getting cancer, but they are more worried about dementia these days more than cancer. So my professor, I remember her saying that when it comes to mental illness, Schizophrenia was just like the cancer of the mind. So, and I took that to heart to be, or the way I understood it was that schizophrenia is like the worst kind of mental illness you can have. And that is true. Uh, so let's talk about it because there are some things that I would like to put out there, some things that we have accepted as the gospel truth but actually they are not truth so let's talk about schizophrenia what is it schizophrenia is a serious mental health disorder and i'm stressing the word disorder because the disorder a disorder is not a disease it just means that something is out of order and it's a disorder of the mental area so some people think that schizophrenia is a brain disease, but I'm here to tell you that it's not a brain disease. It's a mind disorder. Okay, so now that we got that out, uh, what are the signs and symptoms? So schizophrenia <clears throat> is a combination of signs and symptoms that have to do with hallucinations, delusions, extremely disordered thinking. And that thinking, the disordered thinking, kind of impairs behavior and daily functioning. So it, it is actually a disabling disease. Because as you can imagine, if your thinking is disordered, you're not going to do well. So most people with schizophrenia usually interpret a reality in an abnormal way. But when you look at things, like the way I look at mental illness, I don't think it's abnormal. I think whatever they're seeing, they're actually interpreting it right, but it's not based on physical reality, okay? So it's the physical reality because there's another reality that is not physical, okay? So um, people with schizophrenia, they require lifelong treatment. That is according to the medical industry or science. So they require lifelong uh, treatment. But if you listen to me carefully, and if you actually want more information, that's why I'm doing this podcast. So after you listen to it, you can get in touch with me and, uh, and we'll talk about the missing part and some of the things that we, we have believed. So if you, if you know what the root is and you deal with the root, you don't have to live with this disease. You can actually stop the disordered thinking. Okay. 
So that's how the world looks at it. And um, with people with schizophrenia, they require a lifelong treatment. Uh, that's how we do it in the medical industry. That's how the world does it. So they say that early treatment may help get the symptoms under control. And that is true um, before serious complications develop. Um, they say that this may improve the long-term outlook. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, that's what they say. Anyway, schizophrenia involves a range of um, issues, thinking, which is cognition, behavior, uh, and emotions. Signs and symptoms of this disease, they vary. Um, uh, it's a spectrum, actually. Schizophrenia is a spectrum because everybody with it does not behave the same way and they don't think the same way. Okay. So some of the signs and symptoms usually involve delusions, hallucinations, disordered thinking, and the disordered thinking leads to disordered speech. Um, and also they reflect an impaired ability to function. To, so to function in normal society, whatever we call normal. Uh, delusions, let me just define what delusions are. They are a false belief that are not based on reality. So that's what the textbook says. But actually, according to me, uh, delusions are not false beliefs. They may not be based on uh, physical reality, but there is a reality that they are based in. So people with these delusions, they may be, um, they may be paranoid. They may think that somebody is out to harm them to harass, or they might report being harassed, actually. They might interpret certain gestures, you know, like when people are talking and maybe they are gesturing with their words or, or smiling or whatever people are doing. They might interpret that the wrong way. Um, they might think that somebody is laughing at them or they might think when somebody makes a comment, they take it a different way. Sometimes they won't even hear what the person say, they will say that they said something else. So somebody may say that, oh, they will see you move your lips, but what they are looking at, they are interpreting that different. So they might say, did you just cast me out? Did you just call me a slut? You know, did you just call me another name? You know, something like that. Because that's what they are hearing, but you know, and interpreting those things. But actually, that's coming from a reality which is not physical, and that's the part that we have to understand. So they might also have exception. They might also think that they have ex exceptional ability to do things. They might think that they are a superman who is here to save the world. They might think that they are a famous person. Uh, they might think. Um, that someone else is in love with them, like maybe a major uh, superstar is in love with them, and they believe these things. Um, they might also think that there is a major catastrophe that is going to hit the world, so that then now we are leaning into the world of prophecy. And they might also have, uh, you know, but other thoughts, but um, they might also think they are a savior. You know, some people will come and tell you that they are actually a God. <laughs> they might also tell you that they are Jesus. 
so those kind of things and and they believe it um for most people with schizophrenia delusions occur in just about everybody so they they will have that disordered thinking so they might also have hallucinations now what are hallucinations this is when some it, it involves usually seeing so they are seeing something and healing something so delusions are there are, there are many, uh, and they involve the sight, which is the eyesight. They also involve healing. They involve smelling. They involve tasting and feeling. So they, they kind of involve the five senses. But actually, there is another sense. But we're not going to talk about that today. It's called the sixth sense. Um and so but that is in a different place. Most people are not familiar with it. So we'll talk about that when we do a deep dive, which I'm hoping that you are going to call me so we can talk about that. So the five senses are hearing, seeing, tasting, smelling, and feeling. So they might feel a certain sensation. They might feel like people are shooting them with guns and they will actually feel pain. Um, they might also hear stuff. They might, you hear people saying that they are hearing voices. They might also see stuff, like they might see flashes of light. They might see invisible people. These people are only visible to them, but not to other people. Uh, they might also say that the food is tasting different. And, and people with uh, paranoid schizophrenia, normally they, they will say that they are being poisoned. And for sure, they want to open their own food uh, so food has to come sealed, like the way it's sealed by the manufacturer and let them open it themselves. Even a bottle of water, when you give it to them, it has to be sealed, you know, the way you buy it in the store. Cause, um, and when they test the food, it might taste different, you know, but that's coming from a different dimension. They might also smell smells that other people are not smelling. So those kind of things. But they are actually, they are not based on physical reality. But like I said before, there is another reality that we do not see. So healing voices is the most common hallucination that people have. And when it comes to delusions, um, most people with schizophrenia, they have delusions. So... Effective communication can be impaired because, as you can imagine, if somebody is having delusions and hallucinations, they are responding to another reality, and it's difficult for them to focus on the physical reality. Um, they might have uh, they might have difficult answering questions or partially answer questions, or when they answer the question, it might not be related to the conversation. It might be. Um, unrelated to the conversation. You might ask them, um, do you want to eat something? And they, they are telling you, I, I just used the bathroom. I don't need to use the bathroom anymore. So the disorganized thinking causes the disorganized speech. Um, very rare, speech may also include um, meaningless words that cannot be understood. And this is usually known as word salad. That's when they are mumbling something over and over again, but it don't, it don't seem to make sense. So with um, extremely uh, disorganized people, and they might also have 
uh, abnormal motor skills. This is um, um, behaviors or body movement. They might show, it might show in a number of ways, like childlike silliness, unpredictable behavior, um, behavior that is not focused on a goal. Um, it could be, it could be, so it's hard for them to uh, focus on a task. So behavior that in, can also include resistant to direction. So you tell them to go take a shower and they are resisting taking a shower. So sometimes the behavior may be inappropriate or bizarre. Uh, sometimes they may have bizarre postures where they are holding their arms up for an extended period of time and actually now getting tired. And they'll hold that posture just like that for an extended period of time. So I com- um, th- this kind of behavior, sometimes it lacks, you know, there's a lack of, um, uh, what do I call it? Complete lack of response or useless excessive movements. So, and sometimes people, you know, pe- people, they, they, when, when you're dealing with somebody like this, you try and redirect them, it can be difficult. So most people get mentally tired. So, and that's why I was saying schizophrenia is a serious mental health condition. So sometimes they might have symptoms that we call negative symptoms. And when I talk about negative symptoms, I'm not talking about negative thoughts. These are symptoms where somebody is having some kind of neglect. Say a person may neglect personal hygiene they may appear to lack emotions. They might speak in a monotone. Or a person may also lose interest in everyday activities like social withdrawal, lack of ability to experience joy and or pressure. Uh, symptoms can vary in type and severity over time with periods of worsening or remission. So they, they can come and go. The symptoms get worse at certain periods of time and they can improve and then get worse again. In men, schizophrenia symptoms typically start in their mid-20s. So these are young adults. Uh, in women, the symptoms typically start in, in their late 20s. So men usually have the symptoms a little earlier than women. So mid-20s and late-20s for women. Um, It is rare for children to be diagnosed with schizophrenia. There are certain characteristics that you will see in a child, but normally they won't give this label of schizophrenia to a young child because some children grow out of it or it changes to something else. So rare, will you also find older adults older than 45 years of age being diagnosed? with schizophrenia for the first time. It doesn't happen, but usually, if somebody is using recreational drugs, then it doesn't matter what age, uh, schizophrenic symptoms may show up. If somebody is using marijuana, LSD, because these um, um, they are psychotropics <clears throat> and they alter the brain. They numb some parts of the brain. So in that case, they can alter consciousness so and and you'll find that depending on what these people are doing they might show 
signs of schizophrenia. So, and in that case, you know, then it doesn't matter what age they are. So when people have schizophrenic symptoms because of drug abuse, it's, it's less likely for them to have delusions and more, more likely for them to have hallucinations. So <clears throat> the delusions, like I'm seeing, is when the, uh, people believe in things that have no physical, that are not related to physical reality. You know, they believe in things that are not true, or so to speak. But when it comes to hallucinations, this is where they see things. So with drug use, you will find that hallucinations are more common than delusions. So continuing with uh, symptoms, the symptoms may vary a little bit with teenagers. And of course, we don't, we, the first time a teenager shows signs like this, we normally don't give them the label of schizophrenia because uh, teenagers normally have, you will see these kinds of symptoms with teenagers, even when they don't have um, uh, schizophrenia, they could have depression or something else is going on. So that's why they try to not um, give them the diagnosis as early in their teenagers. But these are some of the signs that somebody should watch out for. The signs are, of a teenager are kind of similar to adults, but the conditions may be more difficult to recognize. This is because in most part, some of these early symptoms of schizophrenia are common in teenagers uh, during development in their teen years. So this is withdrawal from friends and family, somebody wanting to stay in their room all the time, a drop in performance, especially when there is also rebellion involved, uh, trouble sleeping, irritability, depressed mood, lack of motivation. Once a parent sees these things, they need to talk their to their child to find out what's going on with them. Because it could be depression. It could be another mental health disorder. It, it don't always have to be schizophrenia. But those are signs that we should pay attention to and speak with the child involved. But when you speak with them, be gentle. Be gentle and be empathetic so they can open up to you. Because most people, most people know when they have, they, they know when they have mental illness. They know things are not right. For most people, they have that kind of insight. But now if you go to them because there's, if they're having, you know, poor grades at school and you go to them as if uh, they're doing something wrong, they might not open up to you and tell you what's going on in their life. That's why you need to be gentle. You need to be on their side. Okay, now continuing with symptoms, sometimes suicidal thoughts and behaviors are common among uh, people with schizophrenia. So if you have a loved one who is in danger of attempting suicide or who is threatening suicide or who has attempted a suicide, and it don't matter what they are doing. If they even mention that they don't want to be here, they want to die, they want to kill themselves, you need to call for help because that person needs to be evaluated. So you can call for emergency help like 911. If you don't have 911, call the police, whatever the emergency number in your country is. 
Or if you think you can do it safely, if the person is being cooperative, take them to the nearest emergency room. They need to be evaluated, for, especially for safety. Uh, risk factors of schizophrenia. Uh, some of the risk factors, uh, this is according to textbooks, so it's not my own thinking or my own, you know, input. It's according to textbook. Now, some of them I agree, some I do not agree. So one of the risk factors is having family members with schizophrenia. That is true because schizophrenia can run in families. Or even if you have a family with a lot of mental health issues, there is a chance that somebody may come up with schizophrenia. Like, you, you know, if you have a family who suffers from major depression, they all come from the same source. So, yeah. Now, the second one that they have as a risk factor, this one I really don't agree with, but it is listed there. Malnutrition, exposure to toxins, um, or exposure to viruses when the mom is pregnant. So these are some of the pregnancies or birth complication. The, the scientists say that they, these things could impact on brain development. Um, I don't know that it's going to cause schizophrenia. I think schizophrenia comes from a different angle. But if somebody is being malnourished to a point that their brain development is being compromised, we have a problem there. And we need to deal with the problem to find out what it is. If somebody gets exposure to toxins, um, exposure to toxins really do not work as people think they do. Because the baby in the mother's womb is very well protected. Now, remember, the, the mother has an immune system. And if the immune system of the mother is working, it's not going to affect the, the baby. And if it's not working, there is a reason why it's not working properly. So uh, the immune system is supposed to protect us against toxins, against viruses. But now the, the baby is double protected because by the time a virus travels through the mother's uh, body all the way to the placenta and then is infused into the fetus, we have a problem. So that's why I don't believe that's a risk factor. But you know, the textbook says that it is. And it sounds reasonable to somebody who doesn't know how the immune system works. It sounds reasonable, but I don't think it's true. So if somebody is taking mind-altering drugs, like psychoactive drugs, uh, psychotropic drugs, they might come down with schizophrenia. And that goes on to, you know, where people are using certain drugs. Um, the question I would like to ask is, why are they using the drugs? What's the reason? Why, what is the reason behind the drug use? That's what I would like to find out. Because some people use them for religious practices, believe it or not. And if you're engaging drugs in religion, <laughs> yeah, that can be a risk factor for schizophrenia. So in the realm of inherited health issues, um, it, it can happen, uh, but I don't think the drugs themselves will really cause schizophrenia. They might cause other unpleasant uh, symptoms, but not really schizophrenia. But in the realm of inherited um, conditions, health issues, like this, say there is a family history of mental illness, 
and then you mix that with drugs that can happen complications of um schizophrenia the complications are many um schizophrenia can result in severe problems that affect everyday life so complications of schizophrenia can be or can be associated with suicide and suicide attempts just like i said anxiety disorder obsessive compulsive disorder depression abuse of alcohol and other drugs like marijuana like smoking cigarettes um inability to work or hold a job inability to attend school financial problems homelessness social isolations other health and medical problems and being victimized because when somebody has a mental health disorder they really are not able to fend for themselves. Um, you might also find comp- uh, complications of aggressive behavior coming up, but not everybody with schizophrenia becomes aggressive. Now, how do we prevent this disorder? There is no way to prevent schizophrenia, according to medical science, and that is true. There, <laughs> but you know, there is there is a riddle that needs to be solved there. Um, they said that if sticking with the treatment plan can help prevent relapses or worsening of the symptoms. Researchers hope that in learning more about the risk factors of schizophrenia, they might be able to, or this might be able to lead to earlier diagnosis and treatment. That's not bad in itself. I think early diagnosis is really good, but and treatment is okay. However, do you want? treatment for life or do you want to be healed so in itself early diagnosis treatment not bad but if you want healing uh, something else needs to be done uh, the precise cause so just like i said the precise cause of schizophrenia is not known so you cannot prevent it so and if you don't know what's causing it how are you gonna treat it do you know what you're doing? So that's that's just questions that you know I like to throw out there. So diagnosis of schizophrenia. So if somebody shows symptoms of schizophrenia for the very first time, usually they need a me- mental health uh, analysis or evaluation. Usually they will check the person for substance abuse because, like I said, psychoactive drugs can make you behave like you have schizophrenic symptoms. They might check you for other medications that, you know, can alter the the, the brain. Uh, they might also check you for other medical conditions. A physical exam is in order. Tests and screening. Uh, usually they will do a urine drug um urine drugs screen they might also do an mri or a head ct to make sure that you don't have any you know that nothing is wrong with the brain um then a psychiatric doctor will come and do the evaluation and they are looking for psychiatric symptoms delusions hallucinations substance abuse suicidal uh, thoughts, potential for violence. They look at your appearance, your be- demeanor, and they also uh, um, assess your thought processes and also your mood. So discussion with the family to get a good history and uh, personal history is in order. And they use the DSM-5. That's what we are using now. DSM-5 means, DSM means Diagnostic and Statistical Manual 
of mental health disorder. Now, treatment of schizophrenia. Like I said before, schizophrenia requires lifelong treatment. Um, usually it's with medication, but they also do psychotherapy and those kind of things. But if you, if you don't hear anything else that I say in this podcast, just know, hear this, that something else can be done. If you don't want lifelong treatment, there is something that can be done and you need to know what that is. But I'm not going to talk about that today. I uh, will just talk about treatment and, uh, and then I'll finish. Um, the reason why I have to say that is because uh, doing a root cause analysis, that's not something I can do on a podcast. I like to talk to the people and hear their stories and hear what has happened to them and also get a family history. That's how I do a root cause analysis. And then I'm able to pin it. But let's talk about medication. So usually uh, medication, psychotherapy can help manage conditions. In some cases, hospitalization may be needed. So a psychiatrist experience in treating schizophrenia usually guides the treatment, but the treatment, uh, it has a treatment team. And the team usually involves the psychiatrist, the, a psychologist, a social worker, a psychiatric nurse, and most likely even a case manager to coordinate care. So this is a full team approach. And it's not easy to treat schizophrenia. So it's a serious mental health condition. Medications are usually the cornerstone of schizophrenic treatment. And they normally use antipsychotic medications. Um, so those are the ones that are mostly prescribed. And they are thought to control symptoms. And they do that. Uh, they control uh, neurotransmitters in the brain, mainly dopamine. So the medications will will go to your brain and manipulate the dopamine, you know, in your brain. So the goal is to effectively manage signs and symptoms at the lowest dose possible. Um, sometimes the medication will work until it doesn't work. You know, and then the doctor will have to change it. So sometimes they use different drugs. They use different combinations over time to achieve a desired goal. Sometimes they use two antipsychotics. There are sometimes they use three. And they might also use an antidepressant, depending on the symptoms that a person is showing, or anti-anxiety medicine. And sometimes they might also add sleeping medicine over there, and they might also add, a, add another drug to control the side effects of the antipsychotic. So in a nutshell, it involves a lot of medication. And it takes several weeks to notice an improvement in symptoms. Uh, the medication for schizophrenia can have serious side effects with people. And most people with schizophrenia are reluctant to take the medication. So willingness to cooperate with treatment may affect the drug of choice. Sometimes people who don't like to take all these medications, they might opt to take um, an injectable um, fashion of the drug. And we're going to talk about some of those. So 
there are two kinds of treatment when it comes to medication. Um, right now, most people use the second generation antipsychotics. These ones are newer. The second generation medications are generally preferred because they pose a lower risk factor for side effects. So they don't have as many side effects or terrible side effects that like the first generation antipsychotic. And the second generation medication is um, drugs like Abilify, Clozarel, Cyprexa, Invega, Seroquel, Geodon, Rispidol, Ratuda, and many others. The first generation antipsychotic, um, they, they usually have um, potential for significant neurological side effects. Uh, including possibly a movement disorder. Sometimes after taking them for so long, people can start having like signs of Parkinson's or Parkinson's-like symptoms. But the worst of them is tardive dyskinesia. That is a movement disorder. And it may, not, it may or may not be reversible once it affects a person. So that's serious in itself. And actually, they just came up with another drug now for people who have tardive dyskinesia to take it to kind of help with the symptoms. But I, I haven't had too much experience with that other drug for tardive dyskinesia. But it is there. So first generation drugs that are still being used even today, because sometimes when the the second generation drugs don't work, they might throw in a first generational drug. So first generation drugs, we use Thoracin, Prolixin, Trilophone, and Howdo. Howdo, for most part, is the one that's usually used more often. So first generation antipsychotics are often cheaper than second generation antipsychotic. Especially if they are generic in fashion, they are usually cheaper. And they are preferred when, when, um, when they are thinking that they're going to use them long term. So when long term treatment is necessary, they go to the generic um, second, oh no, first generation drugs. So long acting injection for people who don't want to take as many medication or who really hate taking medication, they might choose um, an injectable drug, which is given every two weeks or every four weeks. And some people find that much better to handle than having to take medication every day or having to take so much medication. So some of the injectable medicine, we have Abilify Maintainer, uh, Frufanacin Decanoate, Haudo Decanoate, Invega Sustainer, and Rispidol Constant. So those are some of the injectable drugs that are used for schizophrenia. So psychosocial intervention is needed together with medication. Um, they might do uh, psychotherapy to help a person normalize some of their thought patterns. I don't know how they do that, but they try. Um, learning how to cope with stress, that, that can be a good one. Learning how to cope with stress is actually good because that can be helped. 
But when somebody is having the other kind of thoughts, the hallucinations and the delusions, I don't think you can normalize that. You know, because you have to understand where they are coming from before you even attempt to normalize them. And normally where they are coming from, it is an area we cannot touch. You, most people are not even aware that that area actually exists. So it is an area you can touch with uh, psychotherapy. It is an area you can touch with medication. But there is another something that you can use to shut it down. Um, and that's what I would like to talk with you if you decide to get in touch with me. Okay, so um, the, the psychotherapy also helps in teaching people the, to identify early warning signs, relapse, which can help people manage their schizophrenia uh, much better. But if you're like me and you like healing, then you will go a little bit further than just the psychotherapy. There is something else that's needed. So social skills training, this, this can also be helpful. This focuses on improving communication and social interactions and improving the ability for the people affected to participate in daily activities. Family therapy, this helps it provides support and education for the families who are dealing with a family member who has schizophrenia. Vocational rehabilitation, that is also helpful and it supports uh, employment. This focuses on helping the people with schizophrenia to prepare and find and keep jobs. Not bad at all. So now, continuing with uh, more treatment, um, when medication doesn't seem to work if um, the symptoms cannot be controlled with medication. Sometimes they might add electroconvulsive therapy. That's called ECT. ECT usually works very well for people who have um, depressed, major depression. But with intractable schizophrenia, this is where the symptoms are not limiting. Even with medication, they might recommend electroconvulsive therapy. And this is where it's like jumpstarting your brain. This is where I jump in and I tell people their idea is right, but they are using the wrong power source. They, they got the idea right, but the power source is wrong. So now with most individuals who have schizophrenia, they require some form of daily living support. So many communities have programs to help people with schizophrenia, fight jobs, find housing, self-help groups, uh, crisis, manage crisis situations, and per medical report with appropriate treatment, most people with schizophrenia can manage their illness. However, is that all you want? So I keep, you know, throwing these little nuggets here. Is that all you want? Do you want your disease managed or do you want to heal? So uh, if you want to heal, something else going to be done. It needs to be done because from time to time, most people who have schizophrenia may end up in the hospital uh, during crisis periods, times of severe symptoms. They might need to go back to the hospital for their medication to be adjusted for proper nutrition, for adequate sleep and basic hygiene. You know, when the symptoms are really bad, they can be very bad. So coping with a mental health disorder 
A serious schizophrenia can be very, very challenging for the person that is affected, for their friends, and for their family. Um, now I'm going to the root cause. And I'm not going to talk too much, but I need to talk about the guy who actually coined the name schizophrenia. He's also the, sam- the same doctor who coined the word autism. And his name is Paul Eugene Bura. Um, he coined the term schizophrenia in April of 1908. So this disease is not that old. It's over 100 years old from the time it was recognized. And um, that is the name that he gave it. But actually, it's very interesting when you dissect the name to find out how he came up with this name. So he was, um, I, I think he was a Swiss psychologist. He was from Switzerland, um, but he practiced medicine in Germany also and a few other countries. Um, the term schizophrenia means um, spreading of the psyche. So the psyche functioning. Psyche is the mind, is the soul, it is spread. So that is where schizophrenia came from. So spreading of the psyche functions is one of his most component features. That's what he said. And when you look at the word schizo, it indicates spreading of something that's broken. And then phrenia comes from a Greek word that means diaphragm or breathing, but they later change it to mean the soul, the spirit, or the mind. So it's a broken mind. It's a spread mind. And actually, that name is right on the money. So, but when the mind is broken, that doesn't mean that your brain is broken. So the brain is the hardware. The mind is the software. And as you always know, we can change our mind. Absolutely, we can. And it's actually much easier to change your mind um, once you know the root cause. You know, it, it could take, depending on how you understand and you do the things that need to be done, it could take two years. It could take even five years. But I think even if it took five years for you to get better, it is better than not getting better. It is better than staying on medication, living with this disorder for the rest of your life. So like I said before, it is not known what causes schizophrenia. Researchers believe that a combination of genetics, brain chemistry, environmental toxins kind of contribute to this disorder. And um, uh, maybe the genetics could be true, but we all know that if it, we are talking about the mind, this is epigenetics because there is something that sits above the genes. Yes, there is something else that's controlling the genes. So, um, in a nutshell, they kind of think that schizophrenia is a brain disease, but... It's not. And because when, when they take imaging, you know, imaging studies of the brain, usually they can't find anything wrong with the brain. Sometimes they might find features of the, you know, parts of the brain are a little bit different 
from other people's brains, but all our brains are not the same. You know, sometimes you might find um, an area of the brain is a little bit larger than another one, but that just means that that area has been activated more than other parts. So like people who have anxiety, if they have like severe anxiety, there are parts of their brain that will be larger than other parts. So, and that's a known factor, actually. Uh, so with um, mental health disorders, um, let me see what I wrote here. Actually, I said that what causes mental health disorder is, is a little bit complicated. You know, mental illness is so much more complicated than a pill that any mortal man can invent. And once you understand the root cause, then it's easy to get rid of this disease. So actually, I know, personally, I know what causes it. But if I tell you, you probably won't understand. That's why I like to take my time to explain these things. Because if the scientists are telling you that they don't know what causes it, I would imagine that the majority of people, because there are so many people who live with this disorder, majority of the people do not know what causes it. But I do know what causes it. And I can help you with this disorder. And even if it takes five years for you to get better, you can actually start getting better today. So I'm hoping that you're going to call me and we will do a root cause analysis and then come up with a game plan as how you need to get better. But on top of that, if you have schizophrenia, please don't call me. Have a family member call me. <laughs> I would like to talk with somebody who is not affected by this disease because and then I'll explain to them how they can help you. Usually, you will continue taking your medication the same way your psychiatrist has ordered it. You will continue going to therapy. As, so you're not going to stop doing anything that you're currently doing. My part when I come to do a root cause analysis, I'm going to show you the missing information, the information that only you and only you can do because nobody can think for another and nobody can feel for another. So that's where I'm going to leave this. Um, if you have a family member who has this disorder, I would love to talk with you. So God bless you. And I pray that I have said something that is of help. Maybe I've given you hope. I pray that I have. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me. I have two emails that I only check once a week. Um, and those are totalhealthglobal1962 at gmail.com. That is totalhealthglobal1962 at gmail.com. I have another older email. My name, Alice. Monua, that's Alice is A-L-I-C-E. Monua is M-U-N-Y-U-A at hotmail.com. But if you really, really want to get in touch with me, inbox me on Facebook. Now, I check my Facebook several times a day. And if you inbox me, I will surely uh, text you back. And then we can plan on where to talk, uh, when to talk. But now remember... I will only talk with a friend or uh, a family member to um, discuss the missing information and how you can help your family member. Okay, God bless you. 
um, and I pray that you are well in all your ways.